There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to yet another Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Brilliant to be with you again. And I'm really excited to uh, welcome an old friend to the show today, um, someone who's been on the show, a guest before, David Long. And we're going to talk about engaging employees. But before we do that, um, I'd like to talk to just say a big thank you to Robert Craven and Adam Harris, who last week uh, gave us a really great perspective on strategy. Uh, their book, The Check-In Strategy Journal, is something I use and I find uh, hugely valuable um, for uh, managing the way that I do my work and, and, and plan my strategy. So uh, if you haven't listened to that show, do go into the archive and do take a listen. So to today's uh, guest, uh, David Long, uh, we're going to talk today uh, again about engagement. You know, if you listen to this show, that it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, but the man that I'm going to introduce you today has got a, a great take on it. And I, when I'm, I'm keynote speaking, um, when I'm talking about engagement, I mention this, um, this man regularly because um, there's one or two things about David that uh, I, I just think is very valuable to share uh, in the UK and particularly about his book group. And we may just mention that uh, a little bit later. But I want you to ask yourself, how many potential star employees are walking away from your business maybe after just a few months and how many of your employees are unmotivated when they come to work? And really, how does that affect the service that your customers receive? I mentioned that David Long has uh, been a guest on this show before, and he is um, a you know, fascinating man. He's the founder and CEO of My Employees, which is a firm that operates in the top 1% worldwide in the employee engagement and recognition industry space. And for 30 years, his companies have helped managers build stronger, more engaging relationships with their team members while linking rewards and recognition programs to the desired goals of the company. Now, one thing, a fact that I know about David, which I think is uh, something you're all going to want to know about, is that he takes off on average now 24 weeks of holiday a year. So I'm sure we'd all like to learn about how he does that as well. So uh, a huge welcome, therefore, to, uh, to I think, my friend, because um, David and I keep in touch. Uh, mm-hmm. David Long, wonderful to have you on the show, David. Thank you, Chris. I, I'd love the opportunity to be with you again. Thank you. Great to talk with you. And we, do you know, David, it's been three years since you were last on the show. Uh, yes, yes, it has. I can't believe uh, it. Time just flies, doesn't it? Indeed. So what have you been up to? Well, obviously, we're still growing the company. Uh, we actually, uh, and you know, I said this in our past interview years ago, but it had still had continued where we had we had grown the company by 20% a year for over 15, actually 17 years. And we actually had a bit of a shock a year ago. We, uh, wow, I mean, we started out the year right out of the gate with uh, Walgreens Corporation uh, actually merging with the company in the UK, Boots Alliance. And when they did that here in the States, they actually told their stores they couldn't spend money. So from $10.5 million, uh, we lost the Walgreens. When we lost that account, we didn't do anything wrong. It was just, you know, mergers. So they were tightened up and told them they couldn't spend any money. We lost $1.2 million in one day. And that was a bit of a slam. And then you had Walmart Corporation. It was our biggest account, uh, you know, here in the States. We have about uh, 1,700 of their stores, our clients of ours. And uh, we actually, well, we had over 2,000 at the time, but they uh, had their first quarterly loss in the history of the company, followed by another quarterly loss right behind it. And that was because they started paying their people more money, you know, the hourly people. So, and that they needed to do that. So I'm glad they did it. But it actually, same thing happened when they had those two quarterly losses. They told their, their store managers, hey, stop spending money right now. So when that happened, we could have been massively devastated, but as it was, we lost 700 of our over 2,000 Walmart stores, and that was a sobering day. So we, we lost about $2.5 million there and $1.2 with Walgreens, so we lost three, over $3.5 million of our $10.5 million in the first three months of the year. So, and we only finished down, uh, last year we finished down 3%, so 
we really had a great year if we would have not lost yeah. <laughs> those clients, right? So, yeah, that was that was probably one of the most sobering. Um, great day, you know. You, you, it's it's so good to tell people that you're you're growing and you're averaging twenty percent for seventeen years. But you know what? We were due for something like that to happen. I don't lose any sleep about it. Matter of fact, Chris, I called my managers together and said, "Guys, what did we do wrong? Nothing." I said, "Then okay, there's no reason to change anything. We've been growing. We'll just pick up where we, you know, where we got where we left off. You know, pick ourselves up, dust our our boots off, and let's get going." So that's exactly what we're doing. And uh, we've also started another company. You know, my employees with 30 years, roughly. And uh, we started another company called Star Culture. And you and I, we can talk about that later. And uh, we'll explain something on that if you want. Yeah, brilliant. So to, did you, do you think, from going through that pain, um, do you think you're actually a better company as a consequence of it? I agree. Yes, indeed. Because it causes you to step back, look at everything, every process, every person and assess, are we optimized to the max? And, uh, you know, I, I, by no means, I'm not, I'm not crying. You know, we, I'm still making a great living. It's not an issue. I still, I still took off 24 weeks of vacation last year. Actually, the year before that was 30, 30 <laughs> weeks, which by the way, was too many. Uh, I started to be a little bit too detached from my people. And uh, I have 53 employees and I, I really want to stay engaged. I mean, we, you know, you and I love that. I mean, I want to stay engaged with my people where I have communications with them. Even when I'm on vacation, I correspond with my people just to let them know I'm paying attention. And I have a dashboard and it's sitting right here on my laptop of five different dashboards, tabs on my computer. And I check them every day and I can see every critical element of the business every day when I'm traveling. Wow. That's, um, that's great. And technology allows you to do that, doesn't it? It's, Absolutely. Anywhere in the world. And I bet you couldn't do that 30 years ago when you started your business <laughs> no, in your parents' yeah. garage. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, and they had no AC <laughs> in the garage. It was a bit, was a bit toasty. <laughs> and I mean, just going back there to, you know, 30 years ago, if you were, you know, you, you started the business there, and if you were to give advice to a new business startup founder now, I mean, what would your, your key lessons be over the 30 years? Are there sort of one or two things or maybe three things that just sort of stick out? In your mind. Yeah. Without question, I would try to find a business mentor, someone who's been there, done that, already got the blood on their T-shirt so they can help you from getting so much blood on yours, basically yeah. from getting beat. You know. Uh, secondly, and of course, you know, you and I are big fans of book club and you, you've said you talk about that regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, every week and you know, we can talk about it later if you want to, but it, it, real quick, every week in our company, I pay our 53 employees we allow the voicemail to catch the phone for an hour at 10 o'clock a.m. on Wednesday mornings, and I'll be there tomorrow. You know, we have our, our book club. We, I buy books, pass them out to the employees. They read a chapter or two, depending on how long they are. We meet to discuss what we read during the week. And uh, my goodness, I, it has made me millions of dollars, and that wasn't even the intent when I did it. I just wanted to improve the lives of my people. That's why I did it. You know, in the books that we do, like personal finance, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, it's really not anything to do with their job, but it impacts their job as well in a positive way. Because if you, for example, Chris, if you help people manage their money better, they're not worried about it while they're at work. They're doing their job. So you're investing in having better, more engaged employees while they're at the job and even when they're not. <laughs> I so actually love yeah, I absolutely love that. That the book club, I think he's just fantastic. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I sent across to you. Did I send um, a a picture of me doing a keynote with your face on the no, screen? No, I'd love to see that. I'll, absolutely. No, I'll, I'll, I'll send it across. Yeah, and thank you. Because I do. I have a I have a slide when I talk about engagement. I talk about you, and I I give you the full credit for it as well. And, thank you so much. And, and I mentioned you, I talk about your book club because I I think thank it's you. fantastic. Now I'm not. I have to say. In the UK, I'm not think I'm not sure I've actually met anybody who's who's gone and done it, which is a shame. It um, is a shame. But I think because I think that's quite you know a bit of a fault in terms of uh, us, us British sometimes, and you know yeah. the way some people approach self development because I think it's an absolutely superb con- concept. I appreciate that. Now let me say this: it's not just the British, buddy. You know, in the in the US, when I talk to people about it, I've found personally and as well as talking to other business people, you have to do it for really four weeks straight before people get comfortable enough to really start talking. 
And the leader themselves, you and I, Chris, have to be the ones to start the conversation. You know, in the very first book club that we did, the very first chapter that we had in the book that I, uh, that I gave passed out to my employees. And it was basically the book was how to become indispensable at work. You know, and that basically the very first chapter was attitude. And I told my employees how my attitude had hurt me in my past and why it was so critical that we did it, you know, that you maintain a good attitude about things in your life and your career and everything and always look, take the high road. And then it just impacts every decision. You know, my father, and I can't remember if I used this illustration years ago. I, I may have her, but I'm going to say it anyway. My dad, who passed away about five years ago, he said, son, your attitude is like a prism or a piece of glass. And he said, every time you look through it, if it's clear, you, attitude is like that prism. It affects everything that you see through because of your attitude. But if you take it and you drop it in the mud and you pick it back up, everything you see it was with your attitude being bad. Everything that is on the other side of the glass is dirty and it's, it's diluted and you know, diffused and it's just not what it should be. So that's, why, that's how critical our attitude is. And that's, that's when I, when we talked about that with my people in book club and by, like I said, by the third, actually the fourth week, anybody who's done it four weeks stays doing it because it is that powerful. And then they start to have the ice melts, if you will, and your people start to open up and talk about their past and talk about their lives and talk about their families and things like that. And that's when you really bond together as a team and get the full benefit of the book club. Yeah. And I guess you must get, yeah, sometimes you know, like an engagement. It's it's people say, what is it? It's it's, it's kind of an energy, isn't there? There's a you, you can sense it, you can feel it when it's present, and I can imagine some oh, of those conversations it's amazing. you have. It's amazing. Tremendous energy. Yeah. In the room. So, so to to you, um, you know, having grown your business into one of the top employee engagement recognition industry sort of companies in the world, what does employee engagement and recognition mean to you? Oh, good gracious. I, I don't think any successful business in the world is really successful long-term, Chris, without having employees that are engaged, and then you recognize those employees for their contribution. You know, Gallup organization said that 47% of your best people, not your worst people, Chris, but your best people, are looking to leave you right now for two reasons. First of all, they're not getting the recognition they feel they deserve. And secondly, you're making them work with a bunch of bozos that shouldn't even be at your company in the first place. So you have to maintain where you have the best of the best working for you. And man, it is, it is phenomenal. You know, our company, since, and Chris, since, since you and I have interviewed, we've had three separate authors come to our company after they read my book back in uh, 2014. Uh, built to lead. When they read my book, they came and said, I want to see if this is for real. And our company has been written up. My team has been written up in three separate consultants books who came in, leadership consultants who came in. And a matter of fact, each time, Chris, I actually had my leadership team in our library, our conference room, if you will. And I, we were talking with the author and I was, we were answering all the questions. I said, okay, look, I'm going to leave the room now because I don't want you thinking because I'm in the room that my people are giving certain answers. I'm leaving. I'm going to go downstairs and hang out with some other people. You ask my people anything you want to ask them, and then I leave. And without question, all three of those consultants have told me, you have a phenomenal team. And the last one, uh, Betty Uribe, uh, Dr. Betty Uribe, uh, leadership expert, she's like a big banking expert here in the country. And she actually told me, she said, one of your employees teared up and said how much you have meant to his life and how his life wouldn't be anywhere near what it is today if he had not met you and come to work for you. And I said, wow, I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. She said, I'm not going to tell you his name, even though I probably knew who it was. But, <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, I love hearing that stuff. I really do. So, so how... Um yeah, I'm kind of interested. How, you, you mentioned there that you have 24 weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you manage that? That's the amount I've taken over the last four years. Yeah, so how, how do you manage that? Having a got great a couple team. of minutes till break. Yeah. Having a great team uh, that are cross-trained, and they hold each other accountable. And uh, we, don't, we do not tolerate subpar performance. You know, if somebody's having a tough time, Chris, we make sure we help them. We're not trying to, you know, just cut them and get rid of them. No. If you're struggling... We're going to help you get what you need. Now, 
There are some people, I don't care how much you help them, Chris, and you know this, they're not going to be a superstar. So if that's the case, we do all we can to make them into a superstar, and we challenge them, and we help them, we give them the resources, we pay for continuing education for them. Whatever it takes, we invest. But sometimes people just aren't going to make it. But we thank, thank the good Lord, we hardly ever lose an employee because they know how much we do care about them, and we invest in them to prove it. Mm. And do you, um, in terms of your recruitment, are, are you very extensive uh, in, uh, in terms of the, the way that you recruit? Do, do, well, do you, people have several I'm different guessing. stages and things to make sure you get the right people? Yeah, that's a great question. Let me say this first of all, and I, I invite you to come. You know, I put you up on my beach house. You can bring your family, come over, and uh, you'll come into my company for book club. And while you're there, Chris, and our 53 people that are in our training room, I will have you ask, how many of you, how many of, your, my, of the employees here at My Employees and Star Culture, how many of you are here because other employees in the company told you how much they loved working here? And you will see, and I promise you, you will see four out of five hands go up. That's pretty powerful. So as far as advertising to get employees overall, we don't really have to do that because they're always telling their friends and family, man, you know, we got an opening. You need to come apply. You want to work at this company, you know, but then you also, the very, and I, I guarantee you, Chris, all of your clients that have salespeople will tell you the same thing. That works great, except when you try to hire salespeople. Those guys are unicorns those guys and girls. They're very hard to find. Matter of fact, that's what my sales manager, Melanie, calls our salespeople unicorns because they are, they are, you can't find them. I mean, it's really tough to find phenomenal salespeople. But for those, we have to constantly, always, we're always looking for the best people. So we advertise for salespeople, but nothing else. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting, that, isn't it? They do seem to be hard to find Yes. Uh, really good salespeople, more so than yeah. well. The, the best ones are employed somewhere else. You got to go. Yes. Look them, you know? <laughs> They're not answering ads. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm absolutely right. I'm just trying to work out how long we've got now till commercial break. I think we maybe got another minute or minute or two left. But you, you um, you tell. I, I just want to intrigue. When we last spoke um, a few weeks ago, you, you you told me some amazing stories about how you've helped employees in your own business. And I just wonder if you've got maybe an, an example or two that you feel appropriate to share, which just gives an, you know, an example of the extent that you go with your employees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, it, it's a loyalty thing. My people know I care about them and I prove it. And I try to help them be able to be ready for anything that could happen in life. But occasionally, something like that happens. You know, a couple of years ago, we actually had one of our employees who had a miscarriage, and then she had she got pregnant again. Everybody was so excited, and the baby was born, was stillborn, and it was such a tragedy, and it, this person was just devastated. Both her and her husband worked for us, so I mean, it was, it was a very, very tough time, and I just told him, I said, you've got enough grief. I said, I'll take care of the expenses of burying the child and the plot and the gravestone and all that, so I you know, and I stepped up and I did that. And I didn't tell, you know, I did not tell any of our employees I did that. I just told the individual uh, that had the miscarriage and her and her husband, that was it. And, mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff like that, it make people fiercely loyal to you. You know, that, that was a pretty expensive thing, relatively. But there are plenty of things that I've, that I've done with my people that weren't all that expensive, but the impact was life-altering. So, you know, that's, I mean, helping someone... Uh, you know, be able to, to, to learn what they want to learn. One of our employees exactly, you know, she wanted to go take coaching. She wanted to John Maxwell. So I paid for her to go to John Maxwell's training, leadership training. And I mean, it's good because it comes back to, to help us as a company. So it's an investment in her, but it's an investment in our people too. Absolutely. Well, we're going to have a commercial break now. Um, okay. After the break, we'll, we'll get into engagement and uh, you know, some of the things that companies okay. can also consider um, further things to to build engagement in their business and build stronger, engaging relationships. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Do, uh, do join us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm back again. I'm with David Long. We're talking about engagement and engaging uh, your employees. And I'm, st- I'm, in- I'm intrigued, David. 30 years you've been working in the engagement space with my employees, and engagement is still a problem uh, for for many companies today. And it just seems, it almost seems like in the UK as well, people are just starting to wake up to it. Um, why is it still such a big problem for, for companies today? Well, actually, I think it has to do with communication. I mean, it's just like a marriage. If you are not uh, communicating with your spouse, you're not going to be happy and when you're not happy, ultimately, you're probably going to fall apart and get divorced, which is, you know, sadly happening too much. It's the same within companies. If you're not communicating, it creates issues. And it's even, I think it's even worse at work because if you think about your waking hours, you're spending most of those at work. You're spending far more time at work with the people you work with than you are with your spouse when you get home at night. So, I mean, it's extremely critical that the lines of communicate, communication stay open between you and the people that you work with, between the managers, the employees, the different levels of management, the interaction between the different levels of management and the different levels of employees in the company. You know, I mean, it's pretty critical. So, I mean, that's the problem is the lines of communication. People get busy and they just do not stay in, on a level of communication that they need to to make sure that people are listening. You know, Gallup said – that the average person, when you ask them, the average employee, they've said that they want to be recognized somewhere between seven to 10 days, no longer than 10 days. But when you ask employees, and Gallup said that they did, 65% of the employees said they hadn't been recognized by by their manager in the last year. So Mm -hmm. there's a huge disconnect there. And uh, that's, Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important that we make sure we give the employees what they need. And again, if they don't get it from you, they're going to go somewhere else where they're going to get recognized and appreciated and feel like you're listening to what they have to say. And do you think, therefore, you you talk there about communication and and listening, but do you think it's also about a a way of being, you know, a way of being that the leadership in a company uh, need to be in order to engage their employees, you know, on, on the front, feeling engaged when they get in the office rather than having the worries of the world and the next board meeting on the shoulders. Is it is a way of being that's important too? It is. I think there are naturally some people are more engaged than others. You know, I've got several of my employees. David Strange is is one of them. He's a he's one of he was our top salesperson for four years. He is open about everything, sometimes too much. <laughs> you know, I mean, some people might get upset. He might say something that they didn't like or whatever. But you know what? I would rather have someone who's open and letting me know their true feelings than I would somebody who's like second guessing everything they say and things like that. So, I mean, just, just having it where the dialogue is happening so that I know, Chris, if, if you and I are working together, I want to know what's on your mind. What do you think about this issue? How do you think we should handle this, Chris? And then step back and, and let you say exactly what you think are the best options for us. Because if employees, if you're not asking them for their input on things, they don't think you care. And that is, that will destroy you. Mm. I think I think it was in the it's in the book uh, How to Win 
friends and influence people, I remember. But uh, you know, distinction you mentioned earlier on, the distinction of being more interested than interesting springs to mind. <laughs> that's true. That's right. <laughs> um, so what, what do you think really must be, must be present in a company for, you know, for employees to feel engaged? You mentioned about sort of communication, but um, yeah. uh, you know, the, you've also got potentially you know, an infrastructure in a building. I was talking to one of my radio show guests on Friday, Jane, ha- ha- uh, Jane Hansen was talking to me about, um, about uh, having been into the new Facebook head office in uh, the UK and just being you know, blown away by, you know, free food and free ice creams and um, and <laughs> having an environment that people would would not want to leave. Rather, you know, they'd rather stay, be there than be at home. Yeah, we have a few snack closets ourselves <laughs> at the company. You know, it's it's kind of funny. It's it, it's a bigger deal to them. And that's funny. Something that has a perceived value of being really awesome, but it doesn't cost you all that much money. You should definitely do <laughs> whatever yeah. that is. Plus, it also keeps your people where they are. They don't have to go off to a store and buy something or go, you know, pay for a snack. It's, they don't eat that much of it. It's not a huge expense anyway, quite frankly. But it's very beneficial. But I think that uh, they need to know first and foremost, to answer your question, Chris, they need to know first and foremost that you care about them as an individual. You need to care about their career development. You need to genuinely care about them and their life outside of work. Not that you're being nosy. It's just that, for example, one of our employees, her husband, had asthma real bad and he ended up going in the hospital and he was he almost died. And it was like good grief. So, you know, you would have been amazed at how many of our employees were chiming in, you know, oh my goodness, you know, what can I do to help you? You know, what's the latest? Give us an update. You know, I'll take care of this thing. I know you were supposed to do this on Tuesday. I'll take care of that for you. Stuff like that. I mean, you come together as a family, and you know what? You can't fake that. You have to be real and you have to be, as the big catch word today, authentic. You know, you have to make sure that your people trust you and love you and care about you. And you know what? They have to know you do the exact same thing for them first because they're never going to be loyal to you as a leader until they know that you genuinely care about them as an individual and not what they can do to your to your paycheck or your your wallet as a business owner, that kind of thing. And, and that's that, that's really important isn't it because yes. you often you know you see people who maybe talk the the way of caring however actually it isn't authentic it's uh, it, it's trying to act in a certain way to get a certain response and, and it's not congruent and people see That's through right. that don't they absolutely you know there's a phrase here in the states and my father used to uh you know when he was you know he was a baptist pastor for you know 55 years and he would say this from the pulpit sometime. He said, when you're talking about your children, he said, more is caught than taught. So you can tell your kids all day long not to smoke cigarettes while you're standing there holding a cigarette, right? <laughs> or you can yeah. tell your kids about, you know, you shouldn't be drinking all the time, you know, you know, go out and get drunk driving, hurt, kill, possibly kill somebody or yourself or whatever. And you're sitting there with a, you know, a bottle of scotch in your hand, right? I mean, yeah. you really have to be consistent all the time. Because people are watching you and waiting for you to show weakness in your stance of what you say you are and who you say you are. They are looking because they're very, especially the younger kids today, the millennials, they have a very, very uh, big issue with trust. Uh, and, you know, they saw their mom and dad who worked at a company, you know, for 40 years, got the gold watch and retired. And they don't, they have no desire to do that anymore. They want to constantly be challenged and look for new opportunities. And that's, that's a very critical point because if you're not helping them in their career development within your company, they'll leave you and go find some other place at will. So well, that's one of the reasons we do things like book club. And we also find ways, you know, I will go to my people and say, Chris, you know, what are you working on right now? What are you, what are you learning? They've got to be able to tell me that. You know, I did this, I did this yesterday uh, with one of our employees and I asked her, I said, what's the latest? Actually, yesterday was Nick. The day before was one of our female employees. Uh, Nick, uh, I asked him, and I said, Nick, you know, because his manager, Tony, is really high on Nick. Nick's a great, great employee, and he's really very engaged. He's an awesome engagement coach for us. So I said, Nick, what are you learning now? He said, well, Tony's had me read this book and this book. I said, okay, what's the next thing you're moving on to? He says, I'd really like to learn something about this. And I said, okay, 
Get with Tony. See if he has the resources. Go to my library. Get what you want. Put a post-it note on my desk that you took the book or the course just to let me know you have it so I don't panic and freak out if I see it gone. So, And then I, I want them always working on sharpening their acts, if you will. You remember, you remember the Abraham Lincoln quote? Uh, where he said, if I've got six hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the first four hours sharpening my axe. Yeah. Well, as a business owner and as a leader, our people are our axe. They actually do the work. We lead them. We sharpen them. That's what we do. That's, that's our main responsibility is to make our people better so that they take better care of our clients for us. Yeah. Uh, um, that's worth investing in. It is indeed. Yeah, and it comes back in spades. Uh, well, that, absolutely, and um, I, I mean, if, when your people are, you, you say you have you have engagement coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, how do how do they approach they approach that engagement with you know a coaching client, for example? Maybe you mentioned there that you 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 work with, you know, the the management teams in um, in retail businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, how how would they approach? You know, working with a new manager in a retail business. Well, first of all, they they do the assessment. You know, they find out exactly where the employees say you do anonymous surveys, where the employees find out exact, or should say, the employees tell the manager what their strengths and weaknesses are in like five, six different categories of leadership. And from that, they get the dashboard, and then the managers see exactly how good they are in certain areas and how poor they are in other areas. And then we have leadership tutorials, which help the leaders. Uh, on the, you know, roughly 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the most a week. They go through the training, downloadable workbooks, that kind of thing. And then the engagement coach, Chris, actually helps hold them accountable and say, I know I've got a call with, uh, with Tom on Tuesday, so I've got to make sure I do my video and I've got to watch that tutorial, fill in the, you know, the answers. And we can see as a company, we can see if they're watching the videos or not. Uh-huh. So we know that if they're doing the job, if they're trying to get better, uh, you can tell people you are, but we want to make sure they are. And again, it's accountability aspect, and it is to sharpen uh, you as a leader. And the thing is, is people don't realize, is that 70% of the reason an employee leaves a company is the relationship they have with their immediate manager or supervisor. Mm-hmm. So it has to be good. So 70% of the chance of that employee staying in the company is dependent upon their relationship with that manager. So that manager better take ownership of that because if that employee leaves, it's ultimately that manager's fault. And if you have so many of your employees that you constantly have a revolving door of people coming in and leaving, I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm sure you are. If we're the district manager of that particular manager and everybody else doesn't have to lose so many employees and hire so many employees and spend hundreds of thousands, if not more, to keep hiring new people and training them, we're going to replace that manager because they are the weak point in that business. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I remember once um, leaving because of a manager like that, and then and I left and went to another company. And within two or three weeks, the old company came back to me and said, "Would you do her job if we put her somewhere else?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's back. good. They valued you as an employee. I like to hear that. That's great. Yeah, I'm afraid the answer was no because I was much happier where I'd gone to but um I couldn't <laughs> well that's good <laughs> um, do, I mean do you um when you're out there are, are there particular companies that you really admire who really get it you know what I, I learned a valuable lesson that's a great question but I learned a valuable lesson from the uh, good to great book and uh even before that you know Jim Collins book even before that in search of excellence by Tom Peters do you remember that the situation where all of the, just about all of the companies that those two authors praised in their books, within the next decade, those companies were no longer at the top? Yeah, that's right. You know, it, it's not so much a, a decade-long thing as it is a daily thing. You know, if, if you are putting in the time and investing time in your people and, and, and spending the resources on making your people better and letting them know that you you genuinely care about them and their life. They're going to be fiercely loyal to you. And you know what? I don't know of a company, and I challenge anybody to tell me one otherwise, where the employees are not engaged that the profits don't skyrocket. Because, like, again, your employees are the front line. They deal with the clients, not so much the owner of the business, unless it's a sole proprietor or something. But you've got to have quality, conscientious, 
people dealing with the clients. And the clients feel the love, if you will, through their direct contact with your company. So again, it's almost the same thing with that situation with the manager. 70% of the relationship, our client's relationship with my employees and our other company, Star Culture, is based on their relationship with their engagement coach. That's how critical it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's really, it's quite interesting. You you mentioned there about quality, conscientious people. I mean, do, for companies to really, really get engagement and really um, uh, put this discipline into the company and be prepared to take feedback, I know you have a survey where you measure engagement in in companies. do Do you need... Do you need to ensure that you've got leaders who are really kind of brave and caring at the top to really take to be successful without question, you know, and there are people I typically if you have like, for example, if there's a company, matter of fact, we're beginning to work with one of the largest grocery store chains in the United States. We're just starting a relationship with them right now. And why are they wanting to work with us? Well, because their average manager, Chris, and this this just blew me away when I heard this, their average manager has been with the company less than two years. I'm going like, holy cow, your manager, your managers have been at the company less than two years, not the employees, but the manager. That exposes a huge problem, and that is a communication issue. And I thank the good Lord that we are having an opportunity to work with them to help them fix that because that is, that is the most critical element of the success of the company is that, that communication element coming in again. And they don't have that. That's why they have such high turnover within the companies. They're not having that bond, if you will, between the manager and the new employees. You know, one of the things we started doing in our company about two years ago is when new employees come to the company, their very first minute being at the company, we, we kind of walk them around and give them a tour and everything while the other employees are going into the training room. And they walk in and we've got like, uh, we have sell- you would pass out little hats, you know, and we have cake and, and uh, various things. And we, we welcome them to the company. We play a video where we, it's really funny and it shows <laughs> you the type company that we are. And that is, that's your very first minutes at the company. You are seeing that we are happy to have you at the company with us. And it's just, it just sets the tempo. And every one of them, you know, when they come in, they know that we are happy to have them at the company. It's not like somebody comes in, you stick them in a room, and you don't see them for 10 weeks. Nothing like that. You know? yeah. And they know the other people in that room care about them as an individual and want them to be successful. Yeah, I said, so often still hear people joining companies and it's not computers not ready for them. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're showing yeah. a desk to one sorted out. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very different. Very different. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now. And uh, we're going to uh, after the break, we're going to talk more with David Long about, um, you know, about engagement and uh, and also some of the things that, uh, that David's company do, which are really quite unique, like uh, their star culture. So we're we'll back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America.
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with David Long. We're talking about my favorite subject again, um, en- engagement and David's uh, perceptions on and, and vast experience in this uh, this area. Got any questions, uh, comments, do always welcome to email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Uh, please don't send me junk. I seem to be getting lots of that sent through to me. Um, but do send me uh, you know, good quality um, feedback and questions. Really appreciated. So, um, David, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. One of the things I noticed that you do uh, within your business is that you you, you provide lots of, uh, sort of awards packages and you know nice trophies and things like that, which all come uh, nicely um, sort of organised to clients. Now I'm not sure in the UK that there's been you know, traditionally a big market for this this kind of thing. So I'm I'm interested in how it works in the US and and maybe your, your thoughts on whether other other markets should catch up uh, if they are not doing it. I would say without question in the US it's a much much bigger deal than it is in other countries. You know, I recently, uh, well, actually, it's not recently. It's been about two years ago. We had one of our uh, clients in New Jersey. It was a, it was a call center, actually. And uh, that, the guy was from India. He owned it. And uh, I had met him in one of my high-level mastermind groups. I'm in four different ones each year. And uh, I met him, and he found out what I did. And he said, you know what? I really want to do that at our call center. So I said, okay. So we did that, and his people loved it. And he was like, wow, man, they're pumped. He said, man, they're so excited. They want to know what they can do to win. And I said, oh, okay. And, and then he said, you know what? I want to get this at our other office in India. So I had my shipping department find out how expensive it was. And it was going to be, Chris, I kid you not, it was twice as expensive to ship it to India as the program itself cost. Gosh. I was like, wow. And he said, I want it anyway. I mean, that tells you how much he, uh, <laughs> he loved. It. I mean, that's cost three times what he paid for in the States, but he still wanted it anyway. And he said he did. He had no regrets. So that was pretty good. But it, it totally, I think it has a lot to do with the companies themselves and the, uh, the engagement level, if you will, of the, the owner or the leaders and, uh, and how much they want to build and bond the relationship with their people. Awards is one thing. It is not the only thing. It is, it is nothing more than a, a uh, column, if you will, in, that holds the building up. It is a very important one because, again, that's, you know, if they don't get recognized, they're going to go somewhere else, and uh, especially in the United States. I mean, our, our people, if you want to say we're spoiled, you can say that. But, you know, we, as our, like, you, like I said earlier, Gallup found that people want to be recognized every seven to ten days, and I believe that's universal, you know, I mean, you, if you acknowledge somebody, look at their face, light up when you're telling them. When I tell you, I say, Chris, you know, I couldn't have got that report done in time if you hadn't helped me. I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. You know, it's not just we, we don't do so much in trophies. We do in recognition plaques and some crystal awards, that kind of thing. But one thing that we've added in the last couple of years, which has been phenomenally successful, has been peer to peer cards where they sit down and the cards have on, it's called spot on. And it's, it's cards where it's nothing that has, it has that like awesome or rock star on the front of the car. You flip it open and you write in there and you say, Chris, I just want you to know how much I appreciated you helping me. I couldn't have had the report done on time. And man, you saved my, you saved my butt. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. And you give that person the card and they've got that. And it's, it's more impactful than if you just say it and without, you know, you've got long-term trophy value, if you will, in the card, you can say it to them and it means a lot, but it's better to give them a card and let them read it and say it to them right then. It just reinforces the relationship between the employees. And man, when you know, when people know that you genuinely really care about them and appreciate them, there's no limit to what they'll do for you. Mm. I, think, I think it's really interesting because, you know, I think as, as, as a parent, you know, I, I regularly go to you know, the sort of awards for my kids running clubs and soccer yeah. and and rugby and, and and the things that they're involved in and you know it means so much to them when they get a trophy or get a prize get some acknowledgement and you see their faces when they get it huh? you, you do uh, absolutely you know my my Adults youngest are no different <laughs> yeah my youngest are just so i was so thrilled with, with trophies he's received recently yeah. and and you're right it, that doesn't just doesn't just stop does it it's like storytelling no. when we get older we don't um not like stories anymore just because we've got older. Um, <laughs> but, you know, right. 
So I'm kind of intrigued, you know, why in the UK, you know, that doesn't happen more, uh, you know, that kind of an acknowledgement. And uh, that idea, I like the idea of cards there. I think Zappos even give employees to employees even give money, don't they? They get uh, um, allocation. But I, I think we're missing something over here with that. Yeah. And it's not just over there. There's plenty of companies in the U.S. that don't get it either, buddy, I assure you. Um, no, well, uh, well, that's, that's uh, interesting to hear that, but uh, I think there's, there's a real opportunity. Oh, yeah, you're not alone, I assure you. I, I, did, I did persuade a client I worked with for a little while to um, to have an, a recognition system and an employee of the month, and the staff were just so excited by it, and uh, and it was the prize was £170 of Thomas Cook vouchers, holiday vouchers, and uh, I, I don't work for them now, I'm kind of quite pleased to say, um, but a month later the prize still hadn't been bought by the managing director who wouldn't actually let anybody oh, else um, use the company. You're kidding. By them. Nope. Oh, that's pathetic. Yeah. So it actually fact, backfired. Oh, well, he should. You know, that's, that's proven. Is that when somebody wins something, the closer you can give it to them to the day they actually win it, the better. You know, we, within our company, you know, we recognize our people all the time. We have daily spins where you know if you were the top salesperson yesterday you get to spin we have like a big wheel right and it's got the little ball that goes down at the bottom there's oh, there's one place on the wheel that has a hundred dollar bill and on either side of the hundred dollar bill are fifty dollar bills and everything else on the wheel is a 20 so the lowest you're going to get by being the top one for the day is is 20 that buys your lunch you know 20 yeah. bucks so you know we do that every day in multiple departments within the company just because it's fun and people laugh and you know, I'll go there and I'll stand there and if they hit the hundred, I'll I'll bend over and act like I'm really oh you just robbed me, you know, and I'll, my wallet falls out, I just, <laughs> just take it home. You know, stuff like that. They'll laugh, you know, and it, it's fun. I just I love interacting with my people and I I honest to God, I believe I have the best people on the planet. You know, and uh, and, and you know what? They just I've had people tell me, Dave, I know I could go somewhere else and uh, and, and be a manager, but I'd rather work at your company for great managers, then I would go over there and be a manager because I make just as much here as they, they get paid over there as a manager. You know, and I love hearing that. I mean, but we, we constantly build our people, like I told you before. And if they know you're trying to help them build and they go to another company, I have no problem with that at all. They are, they are a success child, if you will, of the company. And they just make us look better back here at the, at the company. So that's the way I like it. Fantastic. So we've just got a few minutes about four or five to I need to wrap up some interest is to talk about star culture. Tell me what that's about. Well, star culture came out of necessity because, you know, when we would talk to our clients and they would say, yeah, your our employees love your program. And, and uh, man, they really, it really gets them pumped up. They're asking what they got to do to win and all this kind of stuff. And then I'd say, that's great, Chris. So tell me exactly what the numbers were before and what the numbers are after, you know, how much money are you saving on having to hire and train? And, you know, how, what are your retention numbers like? Sometimes they could tell you, sometimes they couldn't. So I was like, wow, it's frustrating. So we said, we need to figure out a way to be able to see exactly what they, what they were the day we started with them. And then what they were three months later, or six months, or a year. So we developed Star Culture. That's where we do the anonymous surveys. And, uh, you know, the employees get to tell you without having to worry about you knowing who said anything, exactly what they feel about you as the leader and all those elements of leadership. And then you get the dashboard and the, the uh, engagement, the coach attached to you to help you as you go through the, the training to be a better leader. And you know what? The best people always want to get better, Chris. And I know you and I both believe that. And uh, that's what we want to infuse into the mindset of the client managers that we work with is that for your company to get better, your employees to get better, you have to be better. And that's why we're working with you as a manager. Fantastic. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, if, um, if, if there were, you know, maybe three things you'd recommend that companies do now you know, in their business to build engagement, what would they be? First and foremost, I would do the book club, which you and I already both love and we talked about. Yeah. Without question, I would do that. I would find cool things that you can do with your people. We're getting ready to go. Uh, well, even I'll tell you about the last one. You know, laser tag. I actually paid for a laser tag company to come to our company and set up all kinds of like inflatable rocks and tents and stuff. And we had battles out in the side of the building. You know, we shut down the company and spent a half a day out playing laser tag. You know, stuff like that. People love, you know, the number one day that people hate uh, that have most heart attacks is Monday morning. Why? Because people hate to go to work at the company they're working at. So, yeah. I mean, when you have a company where you want to go in, I want to go in and see Chris on Monday morning. And I want to say, hey, tell me what you did over the weekend, Chris, that kind of thing. That 
If you don't have friends at work, you're going to be miserable. So I would definitely do the book club, which helps you bond you as a team. Do things together, which are fun, that are outside of work, that you just become more, more and more friendly to each other and become closer. And that's important. But uh, as far as what they can do, you know, again, I'd go back to finding the true answer of what your employees think about you. And that is an engaged engagement survey. Find out exactly where your strengths and weaknesses are so that you know what to work on that makes you a better leader and a more successful leader. Yeah. And, and be prepared, I guess, to be brave because you might not like what you first receive, I guess. You probably won't like it all. I didn't like it all. I don't think any manager is going to like everything because we all have blind spots that we don't know about. And that's the beautiful thing about Star Culture is it basically shows you through your employees' eyes exactly what your weaknesses are so that you can attack them. Yeah, well, we're, we're coming to the end of the interview now. Uh, David, I absolutely love interviewing you. I just always pick up Appreciate some that. really great nuggets and, and thoughts and ideas. But I wonder if you've got a, a final message that you might be like to leave us with right now. Yeah, the, you've heard, we've all heard it actually. The business rises or falls on leadership. If you want your people to be more, you be more. And if you want your company to be more successful, you have to focus on being more successful as a leader because you are the company to your employees. And if you're not focusing on being better tomorrow than you are today, you are planning on being a failure. And life is so much better when you can take off 24 weeks a year because you have a phenomenal team that you developed, handpicked yourself and developed and showed them how much you care. You give them you know, different metrics you want them to hit, and they know you're going to see the metrics when you're not there. They know that, you're, that you should, as the leader, know that your people have your, have your back, so to speak, that they're doing their job as if you were sitting right next to them. And when you have a team that is that engaged and that focused, there is nothing you cannot accomplish. And life is so much sweeter when you have an amazing team and you are the reason or not the reason that you have an amazing team. So focus on making them the best by you being your best as well. Wonderful. I've just been asked to uh, today to host um, a first workshop with uh, an organization on leading people. And I might just take that little, little summary that you shared there because <laughs> you beautifully okay. articulated and play it. So, uh, um, that would be fantastic. Well, I love talking to you again, David. You've been absolutely brilliant once again. And if you want to find out more about my employees and David Long, go to um, HTTPS, um, uh, www.myemployees.com. That's my myemployees.com. Um, next week, if you want to, um, we've got on the show uh, a guy called Mark Croston. And Mark is... Um, is, is really pioneering dodgeball globally and uh and you never know it might even become an olympic sport they've put they've put on they've got the world championships they've just um hired madison square gardens for that in uh, wow. 2018 so you know really interested to uh, to find out a little bit more about this uh, this world and and business that seems to be coming out of what is one of the uh, most participative um, sports for, for children around the world, believe it or not, um, oh, today. Yeah. So it could be quite interesting to hear about that. Once again, huge thank you to David Long, and thank you all for listening. And do get in touch if uh, you want to share thoughts, ideas. Um, love to hear from you. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.